ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show, and we thought we'd start with a little, uh, this little Charlie Watts tribute there, Keith. Uh, the little Rolling Stones yeah. mashup there, and I know you, you've got a great Charlie Watts story. We'll we, we'll save that for the end yeah, here. The end. You've got a great story about Charlie Watts, but we're both Rolling Stones fans. It was mm-hmm. kind of funny that we were just talking about the Rolling Stones on the show a few weeks ago. Yeah, when they canceled their concert in uh, Vancouver. Uh, but yeah, Charlie we'll Watts. T- we'll the, talk about Charlie later. Charlie Watts, the drummer, has passed away, and Keith's got a great Charlie Watts story. So make sure you stick around for that. Okay. All right. So let's start though with uh, the more serious news here uh, at home, and that is the vaccine. Uh, the the, Max, uh, the masks. The are masks back. are back. Let's listen to Dr. Bonnie Henry announcing the mask mandate back in BC yesterday, and then we'll get your thoughts. So today I'm announcing we are reintroducing a mask requirement across British Columbia for all indoor public spaces. This measure is needed to ensure that these indoor settings are as safe as they can be for all of us as we head into the fall and we spend more time in activities, whether it's school or other activities indoors. So a provincial health officer order will require masks to be worn by all British Columbians 12 years of age and older in many indoor public settings starting tomorrow. Okay, that was yesterday, so the mask mandate back in effect, effective not, today. Not terribly surprising. Remember, it was in effect in the interior. Yeah. And now we track the, the numbers every day. The interior is not alone in terms of the Delta variant growing. We're seeing a significant uptick of cases on Vancouver Island in Fraser Health. Northern Health and Vancouver Coastal. So I think it was just a matter of time before the measures we see in the interior spread to other health authorities. Now one of the questions is, do we see the other measures come in to the other health authorities, which is going back to restrictions on restaurant dining uh, in terms of how many people at a table and such uh, limits on gatherings. So the interior has some health restrictions right now that other health authorities do not. Now we've got a province-wide mask rule. Uh, which is one of the restrictions in interior. It's going to be interesting whether we see other restrictions because the case numbers continue to be very high, well more than 550 a day. The number of people in the hospital is increasing. We got uh, a few days ago, I, I checked, it was 240 since then. We've had probably about another 20. So we're going to hit probably 300 uh, hospitalizations this month. Uh, the death rate is basically one person a day is dying from COVID-19. And the ICU numbers are are troubling because they're you know they reached eighty a couple of days ago. They dropped yesterday to seven eight, which is great. But all those indicators are on the rise, and we're heading into the respiratory illness season. Okay, when people listen to this, and, you'll, and I get emails like this all the time, and I know you do too, from people saying, "Well, this is an overreaction." When you say one person a day is dying from COVID nineteen, I don't know how many people are dying a day from drug overdoses and car accidents mm-hmm. and everything else. Like, why are we taking these more extreme measures now? What is the answer to that? Why well, it's, it's not just death that is the concern here. The concern, uh, I mean, that's obviously a concern, but one of the concerns is if you don't uh, take measures and let this thing run rampant, it can overwhelm the healthcare system. That's yeah. what's happening in the United States. Uh, we had a report on NW yesterday of a, a hospital, I think it was in Louisiana or Houston, basically had to shut its ER uh, and yeah. put a lock the doors, would not allow people into the hospital because they were overwhelmed. That's happening in the United States because they've just got a low vaccination rate in a number of states. They've allowed this, and they've got a f- terrible healthcare system as well. 
and it's allowed this thing to overwhelm the system. So it's not about how many people are dying. It's whether or not the cases get to the point of overwhelming the system. We had a story out of Trail last week where the local hospital is concerned they've only got six ICU beds, and four of them are COVID patients. Uh, you always leave a couple of beds open because of emergencies. There can be a car crash, and you need to put people in ICUs. That happens in every single hospital. The doctors there raised the flag saying, well, you got a problem here. We've got too many COVID cases, and we could be overwhelmed. One car crash, and we're in trouble. They're also looking at the modeling, right? Like, there's a modeling group of academics and BC universities mm-hmm. that put out a report just the other day saying, like, if nothing's done, if steps aren't taken, you could get into hundreds, maybe thousands of cases a day. Yeah, it was pretty dire modeling. I'm not sure yeah. we're going to get to that point. We, 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 right now, we've sort of leveled off. Again, what, our experience in BC is we, we uh, see case uh, cases climb, hospitalizations climb, and then we, we plateau. And we've seen that in previous waves where the rise after a while stops. It just plateaus. It, but we're plateauing at a very high level, more than 500 cases a day, similar to what we saw a few months ago. Not as bad as we were in April, but we've seen this before where we hit a we hit a high mark and then we plateau. And that we seem to be doing that right now. Okay, we started the show today talking with the new BC vaccine card also announced this week. So proof of vaccination to be required for going to a pub, restaurant, casino, nightclub, uh, indoor sporting event concert we, we all know the list yep. now um it's interesting to hear your report on global news last night that maybe this is already having an impact because there's some indication more people are getting the first shot yeah so we get a we get a vaccination report every day that shows uh, the number of vaccines administered broken down by age groups broken down by towns and cities and broken down by registrations and appointments and it was interesting for weeks we've been chugging along at 3,500 registrations a day for, to, to get your first dose. Uh, suddenly, one day after the vaccination annou- passport announcement, we hit almost 9,000 registrations in one day. Wow. So we went from 3,300 to almost 9,000, uh, which is encouraging. So we'll see you again. We'll check the number today. Maybe we have another high number. I think, and uh, interesting, we went from 64% of the case of the registrations one week ago before, you know, from Tuesday to, t- uh, measuring the Tuesday versus a Tuesday. Uh, 64% of the, of the registrations last week were people under 40. That's now uh, more than 71%. So I think people are starting to realize there are consequences, as Health Minister Adrian Dick says, for not being vaccinated. It means you can't go to your favorite restaurant, your favorite pub. You can't go see your favorite sports team. Uh, this is what the government is hoping, right? They, they want to stop the, reduce the transmission of the disease, but they're also creating an incentive for people to incentive. get the vaccine. Again, you can't force people to get vaccinated, but you can make the consequences Incentivize significant. It. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that some people think it's going too far with mandatory vaccine rules, and others say it's not going far enough. Now, it's interesting. We've talked a lot about the... the te- I've not met anyone who says it's going too far, because everybody I know is vaccinated. Well, I mean, like, you know, I had the head of the uh, the B.C. Civil, Liber- Civil Liberties Association uh, party, uh, other, party on the show. Yesterday. Other than them and anti-vaxxers, every, it's amazing how many people are, are telling me they're very happy to see this because they are I, I agree. I agree with you. Most people do. And it, it's I'd in- say 85% do. Yeah, I, probably could be very high. I agree with you. Um, the teachers union, we've talked a lot about would the teachers union, the B.C.T.F., stand in the way of mandatory vaccines mm-hmm for teachers and it's interesting to see them kind of read the room they're probably looking at these polling numbers too they're talking to their own own members and they can see that a lot of people want this mandatory vaccination now have a listen to this this is terry mooring president of the bc teachers federation on the show here yesterday talking about mandatory vaccination for teachers and i'll get your thoughts 
We don't oppose mandatory vaccinations for teachers. We would need to see the details, of course, because it's our obligation to ensure our members' privacy is protected and also to ensure that those, you know, few number of teachers that would have need accommodations for because they're exempted, um, that their rights are protected as well. But we do understand how important vaccinations are. Okay, so the teachers' union now saying they're open to mandatory vaccination. We see faculty associations, colleges and universities. Yes, make us get it. We want mandatory vaccination. I just talked to the president of the students' union at SFU this morning. They want mandatory mm-hmm. vaccination for students. Why doesn't Dr. Bonnie Henry do it? Why doesn't the government do yeah, this? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, it's interesting. Professors have made the point uh, these lecture halls have 200 students in them they're not huge places or one, more one one prof joked i think on twitter that he was thinking of holding his lectures in a pub because every <laughs> he would guarantee every student in there you can't get in unless you're vaccinated it's i don't think that's necessarily an idle uh promise uh, it could be very creative but again I, I i don't think this, again this is not set in stone this could evolve this could change uh, bonnie henry said yesterday there's not much evidence of transmission occurring in classrooms uh if that changes and with the Delta variant out there, who knows? But we do have high rates of vaccination. So the 18 to 24 age group has the highest vac- – those are, those are the university students by and large. Of course, there's many older than that. But 18 to 24 has the highest vaccination uh, rate of any age group under the age of 45. So those are the college students and university students already have a high vaccination rate without mandatory requirements. Okay, so let's tell your Charlie Watts uh, story. So, of course, the great Rolling Stones drummer sadly has passed away at age 80. Let me play a short news report here for you, Keith, and we'll get your Charlie Watts story. So this report here from ABC News. Joining the group at just 21 years old in 1963. To walk on a stage and hear nothing except screams is just unbelievable. He's often credited for keeping the band together all these years. It was more of a family than a band, because I'd never been in a band longer than like three months. Charlie Watts was 80 years old. His family saying he died surrounded by loved ones. His wife, Shirley Ann, the two married for more than 50 years. This evening, generations of fans, musicians honoring him, including Paul McCartney. Love you, Charlie. I always loved you. Beautiful man. Charlie Watts in his own words. My thing whenever I play is to make it a dance sound. Like rock and roll, because it's dance music. Okay, so Charlie Watts, rest in so peace. It, okay, let's hear your story. So the morning after a concert in Vancouver, I think it was in 98, I was flying, I used to fly back and forth between Victoria and Vancouver all the time, down at the old Eric uh, BC check-in down in uh, Coal Harbor there. And it was the morning after a concert. At a time when Keith Richards and Mick Jagger were probably passed out in their, their hotel rooms from partying all night, I go down there to check in and get my ticket. And there's only one person there. It's a person in front of me. And I realize it's Charlie Watts. Wow. And he's checking in, and he's looking at a brochure to go on a scenic float plane tour, which uh, they offered to go in behind the mountains and such. And, so, and he uh. turns to me and he says, what do you think, Mike? Good deal? <laughs> he asked you. I'm, I'm like, uh, yes. Yes, yes, <laughs> Mr. Could, Watts. I could hardly stammer out a yes uh, sort of thing. And he bought himself uh, his own sort of private tour of uh, the North Shore Mountain. All right, welcome back. Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Cameron in Chilliwack. Hi, Cameron. Hey, guys. Um, so as you say, you've never met someone who was pro-vaccine but yet anti-vaccine uh, passport. I'm that guy. Um, I think the va- of course, of course, we need to be vaccinated. Of course, right? Welcome. Love, there's a reason we don't have polio. However, um, I believe in my personal um, medical information being private. 
I don't think that's weird. In fact, we have a law that says that's the case. And this is going to contravene that? Thanks, but no thanks. Okay, thank you for the call. Well, it doesn't contravene your privacy. Right now, if you've got a personal health care number, you're in the system. And people uh, in the medical system do have access to health care records. So this does not compromise your privacy. Your neighbor doesn't know if you're vaccinated But if you see, if your neighbor sees you in the pub... Then, yeah, well, then he knows your vaccine status. If, if 90% <laughs> of your neighborhood is vaccinated, is yeah. it really an issue? And it was interesting, yeah. he calls from Chilliwack, uh, went through the tables again yesterday. The high, the lowest vaccination rate in all of Metro Vancouver by a significant amount is North Chilliwack. Yeah. Everywhere, a lot of people, a lot of municipalities and neighborhoods in Metro Vancouver are approaching or exceeding 90%, which is very I think there, I think there's a reasonable freedom argument and civil libertarian argument and we've covered it here on the show but you know if you go back to just even this classical thinking like john stuart mill you know on well, free, you- would say like your freedom ends when it affects somebody else okay is, so is- it's like the freedom of me to wave my fist around ends at the tip of your nose <laughs> that's you know the classic kind of definition yeah and and that's the argument here that the, the vaccine, refusing to take the vaccine and then mixing with other people just like, is putting other people at risk. Just like constitutional rights are not absolute. There are limitations on certain things. And in this situation, I mean, how many ki- how many people want their kids to go to school with a whole bunch of kids not vaccinated against measles? Let's go to Ed in South Surrey. Hi, Ed. Hi. Hi, guys. Uh, g- good morning. Uh, I have a couple of quote quotes. Candy ass management, when you snooze, you lose. Proactive management versus reactive management. I suggest to you that on the first two applies to Bonnie Henry. Instead of being proactive in governing this issue, everything has been a reaction. She's reacted to the mass mandate twice. She's failed in so many areas, and I don't understand why the media hasn't been taking her to task over these issues. It's been, it's been pointed out a lot that, yeah, that I mean, this has been the pattern, but your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, so the pattern has been, we've pointed this out many times. We are not in the lockdown type of approach yeah. in BC. For better or worse, we don't lock down like we've seen other jurisdictions do. Ontario's had far more restrictive measures than BC has. New Zealand, for example, has zero tolerance for, they had one case and they went into the absolute lockdown. Uh, some countries confine you to your neighborhoods. You can't leave. Uh, China actually welded people inside their apartments, not allowing them to leave early on. So that's been BC's approach is not to have these rigid lockdowns and to actually react to the situation. That's been kind of her default position. And, and reshape policy uh, as circumstances dictate. And I think most people favor having not lockdowns, uh, but more sort of flexibility in terms of this. But when cases get really bad, we see more restrictive measures. I think that's understandable. Okay, let's go to Ryan in Vancouver. Hi, Ryan. Hey, guys. I'll just make two quick points. One, I'm double vaccinated. I find it absurd that on the basis of 0.08% transmission possibility of transmitting COVID that I have to stick a mask on. And there's three quarters of the society that has that same thing. Point number two, the idea of forcing someone to get a vaccine is disgusting in our society. It doesn't belong. And Keith, your point exactly is, is my point. You said 90% of Chilliwack or whatever has the highest vaccination rate. No, like it's so high, what does it matter? Exactly. Lowest. If they have 90% vaccination rate, then why would you kneecap the 10% they don't, they don't have many. of society? Okay, thanks have, for the call. First of all, they don't have 90%. That's the rest of Metro Vancouver, by and large, has is approaching 90 or well over 85. They've, they're in the 60s in terms of North Chilliwack. That's, that's one area that needs to boost its vaccination numbers up. Okay, what about his point that he thinks it's disgusting to force people to get the vaccine? Too bad.
But you're not forcing people to get the vaccine, no, though. No, you're just having consequences. If you don't get yeah. vaccine, if you don't, if you don't inoculate your kids against measles, you're going to face some consequences as well. If you're an anti-vaxxer, you present a menace and harm to society, which is why we have people get vaccinated.